it's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, The Melting Pad, here on the Next Level Network. Today, as I mentioned, we are talking about some retail stuff, and I know there are a lot of people in my audience who will be happy about this because I have not been able to tell a lot of retail stories as of late because, well, I've been out of the game for seven years. And so I don't have a lot of uh, material to draw from. That said, let me throw this out at the top of the show. If you are in the game, if you're working retail, let me know um, the weirdos who you encounter on a day-to-day basis. If you got any weird stories to tell, I would like to hear them. If you want to come on the show and tell them yourself, that would work out too. Let me know everywhere at the Melting Pat, and let's have some fun together. All right, so for today, I'm going to tell you all of the places where I worked. Because each one, even though I only worked at one of them uh, for a very brief time, had some interesting characters who I got to uh, interact with in real life. So (laughs) my first, um, and I've talked about all of these at various points during the show, as far as I can tell. But for today, it's a special one. So I'm just going to dive into how uh, each one was different, but also kind of the same, if you really think about it. So my first foray into the world of retail dealing with the people was I worked at a skate shop in the summer of 2008. I was 20 years old, and I actually got the call that I got the job the day before my 20th birthday. So I was uh, the interview, first of all. It was a brand new store in the mall, and uh, not the mall that I worked at at the card store or the other store I'm going to tell you about, the uh, the fancy soap store. How about that? Does that give it away enough? Uh, But it was a different mall, and it was a brand new store they were opening, and I had never really shopped there before, but I needed a job. I wanted to make some money. I wanted to you know, get out of the house. I was home from college, and I needed to go and do something, right? Had to earn some money somehow. So I put in my application. I get a call back. I was a little surprised, but then I thought about it. Well, it's a brand new store, so they want to get as many people in as they can and try to get, because uh, you know retail has turnover, so they want to be able to have that, I don't know, have options, I guess, for people to work at the store. So I got the call for the interview, and they said, hey, come to this uh, this place at this time, and we're going to do the thing. And it was a massive group of us, probably, I don't know, 40 people, maybe more, I don't remember, but they had us break up into groups, and uh, it was very awkward, and they had us do, you know, icebreakers, and hey, somebody do this, and hey, somebody come up with an idea for this, and I'm sorry I don't remember a lot of what they said, but there's been a lot of beer in my system between then and now. So there you go. Also, I just forget stuff, right? That's why it's good I have this show. I can put it out immediately, and then it's here forever in case I want to tell the story again. So um, yeah, they made us do all kinds of weird stuff, and I'm like, I don't think I got the job. That was really awkward and weird, but I get a call again the day before I turned 20 years old, and they said, hey, you got the job. You start on Friday. We're going to put the store together, and I'm like, okay, sounds great. And I get there, and, you know, 20 of us were hired, and they said, okay, make sure. Yeah, it was weird, though. Before we did that, we had to go to a different location because that store wasn't officially open yet. So we had to go to another location 
and pick up these packets of paperwork. And it was like, hey, normally, you know, when you do one of these jobs, you take some kind of a test and they say, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in this uh, in this case? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Usually it's like one test. The card store test was 300 questions. That was kind of a pain, but it worked out. Um, this one, there were like seven or eight full packets of stuff. It was like seven tests that I had to take for this job. And it sucked. I don't know how I did, but I did well enough that they kept me on the payroll for uh, that summer. So I guess it was, I did okay. Uh, so I get there, I have all the stuff finished, I hand it in, and we get there and we start putting it together, and we basically have to bring in all the stuff, all the displays, all the shelves, there was a TV in the store for people to, I don't know, watch music videos or play games or something, I forget, but I dropped the TV because I had to turn around when I had it in my hand, and I told the person, hey, hold on, I need to stop, and they kept going, and that made it Really awkward, and uh, I got scolded for that. It was weird, though. She didn't, the manager did not directly tell me, hey, a-hole, you dropped the TV. She said it to someone else while I was next to her. So it was just really like, I don't know, I probably should just quit right then. <laughs> like, what I was in for was not going to be good. Uh, it was just not, it wasn't great. And I'm convinced that they owe me money from that training, but... I can't prove it, and it's also been, you know, 12 years, so I guess whatever. It would have been like 50 bucks, but at the time, that actually might have been more. It might have been like 100 bucks. And at the time, 100 bucks for me would have been awesome and really helped out. But, I mean, it would help now. So, <laughs> so there you go. But, yeah, it was just really weird how they ran stuff, how it was set up was just not... Like, it didn't feel like it was going to be a good time, and it wasn't. It was not a good time, right? The uh, the manager, the, or the one assistant manager, was a huge jerk to me all the time. Like, I remember one Saturday night when she pulled me aside and was like, hey, you need to work on uh, upselling. Like, these people were buying pants or whatever. You need to try to sell them socks and try to sell them a shirt and try to sell them this. I'm like, listen, when I go to a store, I go in for a thing. If I'm going for something... In particular, I go in for a thing and I say, all right, I want this, not getting anything else, not going to be swayed by your nonsense. Great. And some people are like that. And I respect that. And also, I was not earning commission on most of these sales. So there was no incentive for me to upsell. So I was like, you know what? All right, fine. I took it in. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll take care of it. No problem. And I never did it because I don't care enough. And it was just like a bunch of that where the managers were very anal about stuff like there was a guy uh at the first meeting there was a guy who uh, i guess he was the district manager or he was a manager at the uh, bigger store somewhere and he was like what i like to do and uh, when people are in the dressing rooms is i like to trap them which sounded really creepy and it was really creepy in fact and uh, he was like yeah when they're in trying on shorts or whatever i'm like hey why don't you try this and i throw a shirt over the dressing room door which is not okay, and no one should ever do that because that is very invasive. And again, creepy as sh Don't do that if you work at a store. Don't throw clothes over the dressing room door at somebody because, hey, you might like this. Don't do that. If they liked it, you know what they would do? They would pick it up and take it with them to try it on. Right? Right. Come on. And then, oh my God, the couch tour. Jesus Christ. This was, I might turn this into just one. We might make three days out of this. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I might do that. No, because the, the soap one is shorter. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll make this just a two-store episode. Maybe that's what I'll do. Anyway, um, the couch tour. So every year, 
this store sponsored what they call the couch tour. And it was outside at some mall and they had a whole bunch of people come and they had a, the year that I went, that I worked, they had a skate team come. And that was my, uh, opportunity to see Bob Bernquist from Tony Hawk of Tony Hawk's pro skater fame. If you will, if you're not familiar with him, otherwise I got to see him skate in person with the flip skate team. And that was really cool. Also, they had some, uh, some bands play. I got to see alkaline trio perform. That was really fun. But otherwise that day, was the worst because it was super hot and we got lost going home and that was uh, that wasn't fun like I met up with two people one of the guys we actually went to the same high school so he drove two of us out there and then we got super lost on the way home and that sucked but that whole day was just like hey we're wandering around and they told us hey make sure like we had our t-shirts on like we're employees and they said you know, make sure the bigwigs were like, make sure the people are having fun and ask them how they're doing today and uh, try to, I'm not sure what their goal was, but they kept telling us to try to make people have fun or try to like make sure people were having a good time. I'm like, they're bored. They're as bored as we are standing around trying to figure out what to do, watching the music or the skate team or eating popcorn or whatever. And it was just so awkward and they were really adamant about, hey, have fun, because they kept telling the story of, oh, we did this last year at another mall, and it got so rowdy that we're not allowed back at that mall anymore. And I'm like, all right, I don't see how that's a good thing, but maybe I'm boring. I don't know. But it was super awkward. And then I told the story of the manager tried to make me build a skateboard, and I said, I don't know how to do this. I'm not going to do it incorrectly for this customer, who then will have to come back and get it redone the right way. And that customer thanked me for that. And he's like, I don't mind waiting for someone who knows what they're doing because this guy just said he can't do it. So I'm not going to have him do it. And I was like, all right, great. There you go. Manager was very mad at me after that. Um, there was also the time that that one assistant manager who was a jerk to me, she said, hey, can you go get me some food? Don't worry about clocking out, which was the only cool thing she ever did for me. And I took the time to like, so <laughs> the store was not that far away from the food court. Like it was, I don't know, five stores in one direction. So what I did instead to take the most time possible was I left the mall, went outside, went back in a different entrance, walked down to the other end of the mall, walked all the way back, went back outside so I wouldn't walk past the store, went back in the other entrance at the food court, picked up her food, and then walked back to the store. And she's like, wow, where were you? I was like, oh, sorry. There was a really long line. It took, uh, took a minute to get my stuff. And she's like, oh, all right, well, thanks. <laughs> that was it. Like, no real question of, like, that took too long, which I really expected her to do, and I would have said the same thing, and maybe something would have happened. I don't know. The one funny thing that happened at this store was I was working an open shift, so 10 to whatever, 3, 4, whatever it was, and uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for a manager to show up, and the actual store manager shows up and she's like, I wasn't supposed to work today, but I got a text a half hour ago from the manager who was supposed to open the store who said, I'm not coming back, I'm quitting. And I thought that was the funniest I've ever heard because the way this store is run, I would do the same thing. Like, I want to do that right now. I want to say, hey, by the way, I'm not coming back, which is what I did when I quit. I should mention, by the way, that because there were 22 of us, none of us really worked a lot of hours. Like, I worked there for two months, and I worked a grand total of 24 hours. 
and that was broken up among, you know, four hours here, five hours here, and that included the couch tour, which was a full day. So we weren't on the schedule, and they said, hey, you want to work, you want to work, and the answer is always yes. And the other thing was, they also made us go into the store and sign off on our timesheets. Now, I had to take the bus, and it was an hour ride, one way, and then I had to go there, sign off on my schedule, and I may not have even been on the schedule for that week, but I still had to go in, sign off the schedule, pick up my paycheck, and then go all the way back home. So I was spending money I didn't have and taking two hours out of my day to write my initials on a piece of paper and pick up a check. I'm like, why can't we do direct deposit? Why can't we verify this over the phone? What is going on here? Why does this have to happen? It was just a complete mess, and I'm sure I'm missing some stuff, but it was just like I did not like it at all. And when I left, I actually quit a couple of days early and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I did not want to work there anymore. And I was like, hey, I'm going back to school on this day when really I was going back to school like a week later, but I just could not handle working there anymore. And then of course the manager was like, oh, that's a shame. I had you on the schedule a lot for next week. I'm like, well, I didn't say this, but I thought it. I'm like, well, if you would have had me on the schedule previously, for all those hours like last week or the week before, then maybe I'd be enticed to stick around a couple more days. But I don't feel like I'm being treated fairly here, and I don't make enough money to stick around. So I didn't say that I should have. I should have just burned the bridge. Who cares? But I didn't do that because I'm a pro, and that's not a thing that I do. Um, and that yeah, that place just sucked. It was just not a good place to go. The stuff was really expensive, and people knew that and were like, oh, it's this much? I don't know. And then people are like, oh, upsell, upsell. Like, no, I'm going to leave these people alone because you're not paying me commission on every sale that I have. So, yeah, the skate shop was thankfully short-lived. And, um, you know, part of me was always disappointed when I would go back to that mall and the store was still open. <laughs> Just because it was run so poorly, like the people were so unprofessional, it was just a trash place to work. And no, I'm not going to tell you which one it was. Because I don't do that. That's not because I'm well, I've just trashed it for 12 minutes and I don't want to have to, you know, it's fine, whatever. So, yeah, that was a skate shop. And I just made an executive decision. I will tell you about the uh, the, the soap store I worked at, but I'm not going to tell you about the card store. So we're going to uh, I've talked a lot about the card store on the show anyway. Maybe we'll do that uh, another time. But I feel like the retail stories themselves have been mostly about the card store. So I will leave those to that. So. I will tell you about the other place that I worked before I worked at the card store, which was a place that sold soaps and body sprays and shampoos and whatnot. And uh, I was there maybe a week or two, and that was awful. So I get there, and again, I only applied here. This was 2010, so I was out of college, and my loans were, I had to start paying my loans, so I really needed money. So I applied to the card store, I applied to this fancy soap store, and they got back to me first, the soap place. So I was like, all right, fine, great, I'll work here. How bad can it be? Soaps, lotions, perfumes, whatever. How hard can this be? Well, uh, I learned that it's just awful. It's just not a good place to work. So what they wanted us to do, first of all, was to stand at the door with a sampler of like some lotion or whatever, and they wanted us to rub it on people's hands. And they were like, yeah, just, you know, hey, do you want to try this uh, new lotion, whatever it is? And you tell them, but the story was, the deal was, you would tell them about the lotion while you rubbed it on their hands. I'm like, I'm not touching people. Absolutely not. I will not do that ever. 
All right, so that was number one. Number two was we had to walk up to every single customer anytime they crossed into our area of the store. The store was pretty big. They had two entrances, and they broke it up into like weird quadrants or whatever, and they wanted us to go up to every customer every time they came to our part of the store, and it was really weird, and I've walked out of stores when people have done that. I'm like, all right, I'm getting my stuff. Please leave me alone. So that was really weird to be to have to do. And also, we had radios that we had to use, and people were really mean to customers on those, although can't imagine if I would have had a radio while dealing with people at the card store. But anyway, so people would make fun of customers on the radios, and I'm like, this seems unprofessional, and also they can probably hear you because they're not that far away and you're very loud. So I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it was just really like awkward and... They wanted us to be able to put things away without really telling us where they went. Like, okay, well, this is soap, so it goes over there in that area, and then you put it back in the wrong place, and they're like, no, no, it goes over here, and they're like, you need to be faster. I'm like, well, if I knew where it went, it would be easier to be faster, and then I decided I'd had enough because twice in a row, I was scheduled to work, and they called me and said, hey, you, we don't need you to come in. For whatever reason, I don't know if it was me or them or whatever, maybe because I sucked at the job, they were like, I don't need to come in. And it was funny because the one day that they did this, I was waiting for the bus on my way to the mall to quit that job and to go to the card store and say, yes, I accept. And so they called and said, don't come in. But I went in anyway because I was going up to the mall again to quit. So I was going up there and I had to get my iced tea that I left in the fridge in the break room. And I said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm sorry I can't give you more notice, but this temp agency said, hey, we need an employee right now to start tomorrow, so can you do that? And I said, absolutely. The fun part is that was a complete lie because I did not want to work at that store anymore, and the card store was, uh, well, I was very close to being hired, so I wanted to quit this job and not have any other attachments so I could work at the card store because the manager there, his name was Peter. He was the best. He said hey, we can have you work at both stores in the mall and get you more hours. And I said, sounds great. I'm going to go quit this other job. And he said, okay. So <laughs> that's the story of me working at a weird soap place. And the manager did not like me, probably because I sucked at the job and would not do the things that they wanted me to do. And now that I think about it, that's probably why they kept pulling me off the schedule because I was not good at the job. And I was not also very good at hiding it. Also not very good there we go, at hiding my disdain for them wanting me to uh, harass people, essentially, and try to rub lotion on them and be very creepy. So I'm very happy that it all worked out because the card store was great for me and that place was not. And um, was it awkward when they noticed you were still working in the mall? No, it was not because no one ever said anything. And then the manager was gone shortly after that. So... It all worked out for me, I guess. I, I don't know. Is there a lesson in here somewhere? I'm not sure, but I won. It all worked out very well for me, and I no longer had to rub lotion on people or try to build skateboards or throw clothes over dressing room doors. So it all worked out very well for me, and now uh, I had a massive catalog of stories to tell. So yeah, I'm only, I'll leave it at two. I know I said at the beginning I would do the card store, but uh, stories from there have been told, and also... Uh, I mean, I could tell more, but that deserves its own episode, I think, because of the way that I was treated was so much better, and that place was such a better environment for me to work, for the most part, than these other two. So I guess I'm ranting 
about two terrible places that I used to work on this episode. And uh, yeah, we'll save the card store for another one. But that is it for today. There you go. I had two terrible retail jobs that I wanted to tell you about. And then I got lucky with the third and now got lucky with this full-time job for the most part. So there it is. All right. What is up for the rest of the week? I don't know. You'll find out tomorrow. We'll all learn together. It's fine. Uh, but that's all. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all the stuff on the network. TheMelticPat.com for all of my stuff. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time or whenever you decide to come back. Until then, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. This has been an 8 Boiling production. And you've been inside the Meltic Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. <laughs>